Hello and welcome to Nintendo Pals Podcast, the show all about Nintendo and friendship. I am joined by my regular co-host, permanent guest, Micah. Yep. And I'm also joined by Eli from Barely a Gaming Podcast. And today, we are going to be reviewing Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven, a fantastic game. Uh, what do you guys say? You ready to jump into it? Yes, jump right in. Let's jump right in. All right. So, usually when we do reviews, we cover and talk about story. We talk about graphics. We talk about gameplay. And we talk about music. Those are kind of the four areas that we categorize. What do you guys want to start with? Talking Gloomhaven. The first one you said. <laughs> so you story. Story, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah story. Uh... Well, what makes most sense to talk about first in this? I think it, I mean, any of those components probably make sense. Easiest probably to talk about, maybe the music is probably the easiest. I can hear the music in my head as we talk about Gloomhaven, I think. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I think it fits the theme really, really well. As someone who didn't play the board game version of it first and only played the digital version first, um... I definitely associate the game with the music that's played in it. Um, I guess we should maybe take a step back and talk about Gloomhaven and what what it is. So Gloomhaven, because I didn't even think to mention the board game aspect of it. Gloomhaven was originally a board game that was kickstarted. How do you say (laughs) that? Kickstarted? It was kickstarted. I, I'm not going to even try and guess what year it was Kickstarter, but it's it's been around for a while, and it is the number one rated game on BoardGameGeek, which is kind of the, like, IMDB of board games, right? It's like the, the, the leading website authority on game ratings. Uh, and so it was a really highly rated board game, and then it was announced that they would be making a digital version of it. Now, the board game is I, I own the board game. You you don't own the board game, right? Yeah, Jaws of the Lion expansion. Oh, you have the Jaws of the Lion expansion. Well, even that, you can kind of see. Can you? It's like, it's it's really top one up here if you're watching the video version of the podcast. Even that's big. But the, the original game is like 25 pounds. The box is massive. It's huge. And the game is a lot. It's long. It has over 100 scenarios, and you're playing with this like progressive story and you have different heroes that will go through their whole like life and then they'll retire and you'll pick a new hero and you're playing through all these 100 scenarios anyways you can imagine a game this big is a lot to set up so the digital version cuts all that because it does it for you right it does a lot of the managing the enemies and all of that so it works really well as a video game it's what i was trying is where i was trying to go with this but yeah the music fantastic mm-hmm. yeah no just going along with what you were saying too i can't off the top of my head think of a better board game to video game adaptation than gloomhaven um just because they went a little bit above and beyond what you see uh, with a lot of board game to video game adaptations where they actually added in animations um and and things like that they you know took some time to um detail what the enemies would look like and things like that it's not just a flat adaptation it's more of a 3d one yeah, i guess 
advice from the guy who made the games. Let's see. Newton? Child? I don't remember what his name is, but like he made suggestions essentially, so it has some like gameplay tweaks a little bit. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like a revised second better edition to Gloomhaven. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a hundred percent accurate. I, I I love how you said that, Eli, because it's it's it it doesn't feel like a board game adaptation. It feels like it was a video game first, if that makes any sense. I don't know if anybody out there's played uh, any video game versions of board games, but most of the time they're kind of just like a straight port of what the board game is, and they, they I wouldn't say they're low effort, but they're not as high effort as Gloomhaven <laughs> is. So it's it, they they did a lot to make make the game a lot more approachable. So music and like history of the game aside, the gameplay. Let's let's talk about the gameplay. Uh, so Gloomhaven is a complicated game, and if you look up reviews right now, I think what, what were you saying? They the all the reviews were yeah, were saying for a couple the... reviews for the console version were that it was essentially too complicated. They didn't want to spend the time to get into it. Thing. Yeah, it, it's it's a bit complex. You are working with a deck of of cards that you have put together. Your character can hold. Uh, it depends, depends on what on the character. Depends on the character how many cards you can have, and you are running through your deck. And each time you have to reshuffle your deck, you basically have to pull out a card permanently. So that's kind of like what dictates the time length of the game. Uh, each each round of the game is when you run out of cards. Your character gets exhausted and you lose. Yeah, I would say one of the other tricky parts of the game is that you have top half of a card and you have a bottom half of the card. And as you play, you have to choose either <clears throat> the top half action of your card of a card and the bottom action of a card. So you always play two cards, a top of a card and a bottom of a card. And so sometimes it can be tricky at, we when you're starting up, out. Yeah, we mix it up all the time. I think and even you still play two tops you realize like, afterwards that you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the game won't let you. All right, it'll be like you have to pick the top or the bottom section of that one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing though. I don't know. I think there are people that kind of fall on either side of that rule, but I, I just think it's another piece of the strategy. You have to go mm -hmm. into selecting your cards. Some people find that a little bit cheap, maybe a little bit, but I just think it adds another layer of strategy. Yeah, it's it 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 requires planning. It's it's very much an RPG where you have to where you have to manage your cards, your resources, uh, to be able to move and attack and do other actions that are needed to complete each of the scenarios. Now, most of the, the scenarios vary wildly. Like I said, there's like over 100 in the base game, and I think there's DLC packs that give more scenarios. Uh, and they go from things like, oh, you have to kill everything in this room to uh, go collect this specific item at the end of a, of a dungeon. We had one where we had to basically do like a heist, right? Where we had to like get a thing and then get out because the security goes off and then all these oh, things no, appear. Like oh man, that was that was brutal. And and so it changes up a lot based off the scenarios that you're playing. And that to me is really fun. Um, and that's that's like the specific game battles, but this is all connected 
with the overarching map and world of Gloomhaven, you are going to each of these missions from the like world map and there's like travel to and travel back and those are usually like like a little story scenario that you have yeah, to the road events yeah make a decision and see what happens uh and they, those can change how the that the next battle will go uh and then on top of all that you're trying to complete objectives for your character to be able to level them up because you gain experience and your character levels up and you get more cards and uh, more abilities. And then your character gets to a certain point when they finish their like personal mission objective. Yeah. What, what are these yeah. called? Personal goal. Your personal goal that they retire and then you build a new character. And then your new character starts at whatever like your party level is. So... It's it's really fun because you get you get to try out a whole bunch of different mechanics and each of the characters plays pretty wildly differently. Probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, my favorite character is the bard one, the uh, sooth singer, that basically boosts and buffs the rest of the party. Uh, there's the spell weaver that is really good is is really high damager, but especially area yeah attacks but also is a bit squishy um there's brawler characters there's summoners there's a whole bunch and you have to do things to unlock each of the characters as you're going through as well so, yeah i think that about covers yeah. it for gameplay yeah i think so what do you guys think of the gameplay <clears throat> overall it's real good yeah i think so too like Really, really fun game, especially to play with other people um, as you're all trying to strategize and come up with the best way to take out, you know, certain enemies that are in, in a room. Not step on each other's toes and ruin each other's plans. <laughs> it, it has fun. Yeah, it has four player up to up to four player multiplayer. Um, and I've played I've played it two player as well. We've done a bunch of three person. It scales based off how many people you have playing. And uh, oh yeah, I, I'd say I'd say it's really fantastic. Uh, a, a huge learning curve at the beginning, yeah. but it's a very rewarding system once you've mastered it and, and understand your character build and what you're going for. And you can do different builds for the same character and go for like different. Every time you level up, you have an option between two different cards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Overall, I highly recommend that aspect of it. So I guess so. We've talked music, gameplay. We talked about story. Kind of ties in with the gameplay a little bit. Yeah, I think I think the story itself is pretty fun, pretty interesting. Um, a lot of times you go into different levels, and it will have like an intro to that level, like what the story is. The narrator is um, really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the narrator's fantastic. Yeah, I love his accent, man. Yeah, I think I think it's really fun. <laughs> lots of lots of twists and turns to the story, I would say. Uh, I, it feels like the overarching story. Well, well, first off, it's so long that it's like hard to follow the like mm -hmm. big huge we, story. We're like halfway through. We've been playing for like two years. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't I don't really know what's going up on. Once a week, we like, we kind of forgot. That's what yeah. I was gonna say. Was the problem with the story is that the scenarios are so long, and especially if you take time to do the side quests. Like you, you kind of forget what's going on with the story, but 
you kind of keep playing because the gameplay is so good. Like that's that's kind of what I feel like. I I think the story itself is good. Probably if you read it all, you know, all at once, but it gets kind of disjointed because of how long the scenarios are. Hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Yeah. If if it will, and if you fail a scenario, which we have done a lot, right? No, <laughs> no, we're really good at this game. We're super <laughs> I mean, good at this some game. Some of us have failed a lot. Uh, if you fail a scenario, <laughs> you got to go back and do it again, and yeah, a bunch of. It, but each of the like side quests can can have little chains between different things you have to do do like we had that whole side thing with a voice that was reaching out to us and we could choose to help the voice or to try and everyone was all hurt like hurt the voice this voice is so evil we should all destroy it did, one of us i think was the voice of reason didn't we like, end up helping it there's literally no proof this voice is evil that's just what people said and then we all died <laughs> and that was the end of the game what a great story yeah so i think there's i think there is like a really cool overarching story but again the scenarios are long and it's hard to stick with the game to the point where you will remember it yeah part I, it's because we played this before it's kind of hard sometimes for all of us to be available true it does it does take longer too when you play with a group of four versus a group of two i feel like the scenarios are are probably twice as long but yeah. twice as fun as well, probably. Uh, I don't know if they're twice as fun, but um, it, they do take twice as long. Nothing. Yeah. The satisfaction of these four-person scenarios where we have someone like barely make it, you know, and and then like some hero move that maybe like Micah will come in and save the the last person so that everybody's still alive at the end of the scenario. I don't know if that's we quite how that works. The berserker. Oh. finisher we're all like i think we're all, we it was going to be really close and because my berserker character can do great things at very low health and i also drew like a times two or something and just did an absurd amount of damage to some boss oh yeah yeah like, yeah it was it was the perfect draw to be able to make it so we actually won yeah i was just gonna say this makes it sound like like we're the perfect team coming in to save each other last minute. I feel like half the time is one of us stealing all the gold. <laughs> that person's not in the room. Oh. Most of the time. I think we all take a turn in stealing all the gold that's in the room. But... Not me, that's according to my fun. character's wallet. Part of, yeah. part of the fun. It's uh, the treasure chest in the room. So if, if any of this is like peaking peaking your interest, if you if you have these kind of like four player tabletop games that you play with your group of friends, and I, I highly recommend Gloomhaven as as one to add into the mix. It's very fun, and the digital version is superior in my opinion versus getting just the board game because it handles so much of your setup, cleanup, and management of what is going on in the game very yeah. quick and they do have the expansion for jaws of the lion as well out um so there's tons of content for it also like you know we're doing the review this week it came out on switch uh just recently on the 18th so that's good to point out as well yeah. definitely a, a great place to pick it up yes i think um, it has crossplay with everything i think you're right don't quote us on it but <laughs> we think <laughs> well we all think that <laughs> we all think it <laughs> Uh, so last thing we want to cover is graphics, and um, I think I think it's serviceable to the to the game. I I wouldn't say this is like this isn't Baldur's Gate three uh, gra graphic. Almost looks better in some ways. 
really? I, I, I mean, sometimes Baldur's Gate can have some kind of wonky animations. Yeah, well, it's there's some wonky quite, stuff that happened in Gloomhaven, especially with the walls, where your camera, like, if you're not aiming your camera in the right angle, like, a wall will be there that you can't see, and then you try and walk through, and you're like, why can't I go through here? It's like, oh, oh, there's yeah. a wall there, there's a door, it's closed. Um, but it's fine like it's it's not it's 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 great actually not not like not like top tier like oh my goodness you're playing this game for its high graphics but it's not like bad it's like an ign 7 out of 10 some yeah, would say yeah 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 it looks pretty good <laughs> it looks pretty good yeah so i think that's it i think we about covered it for gloomhaven uh and my deep digital. is the best what my deep is the best is the best you guys leave scores on these reviews oh yeah we usually do we do actually so what we we usually like kind of combined complete score but you like what what are you thinking you'd score this game at well this is how i'd break it down based off those categories story probably like seven out of ten just because it can be disjointed Mm -hmm. uh music probably like an eight out of ten um uh gameplay one of the other two gameplay is like a 10 out of 10 i would say and then what's the what's the other one graphics graphics are like a 7 out of 10 but overall like those numbers don't add up like one to one overall i would say it's like a i don't do you do a point scale like a nine point something we haven't i would do did we i don't remember i don't think we have no I would probably do a nine out of ten, just because the game the gameplay is so good. It carries the rest of it. It doesn't really matter as much on the other aspects. The game the gameplay itself is just so good. Like definitely worth it to play with with friends, especially. Like there's not a better option that I can think of for a good tabletop experience, like with friends on the Switch. On the Switch, for sure. Yeah, I was gonna say, well, there's Baldur's Gate three. <laughs> Baldur's so, Gate three. Those are like it's kind of tabletop. Those yeah. are like our two party games that we're currently playing through like a campaign together in fact Baldur's Gate 3 took over the Gloomhaven one but we will be getting back to it because we want to finish it someday well, <laughs> and if you consider Divinity Original Sin to, to a tabletop then I guess there's some competition there but oh, yeah. I think it just straight up like a board game adaptation You're, it's, yeah, it's okay. yeah, clearly yeah. the best for sure for sure uh, what, what, what would you score that Micah because I, I agree with Eli I think I would lean more towards an 8 uh just because it is like such a niche and specific t- type of game uh and and i think that the gameplay is like i i agree i agree i all your all your segment segment scores but because you have the like two that are kind of like sevens out of ten I, I think it should be a little lower but i don't know we're talking like real semantics here with an between yeah yeah and it's tough. yeah it's we're just saying that eight, eight and a half or nine is kind of what I'd go for. Well, let's if just... there weren't oozes, definitely not. <laughs> Those are let's let's break ground here, and we're gonna give this a decimal value. Let's do an eight point five out of ten for Gloomhaven. That's right in the middle. <laughs> nice even. All right, nobody's happy. No, just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. No, it's good. Eight point five out of ten for Gloomhaven. Well, if you are listening to this on your podcast listening app of choice. And there's a comment section. Leave us a comment. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, comment down below. What do you think of Gloomhaven? Have you tried the game? What 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 score would you give it? And please give this video a thumbs up, like, review, 
all, all the good buttons, positive buttons, please please give them to us. Micah, where can people find you on the internet? Find me on Twitch at Micah Prime. You can find me at Andros1 on Twitch and YouTube and other places. Eli, where can people find you? You can find us at BarelyAGP on Twitter. Well, X. I've been saying that. X. Oh, yeah. Let's X, just call it Twitter. Confuse <laughs> <laughs> everyone. We're going to spite Elon Musk. And we want to give a shout out to our fantastic supporters over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Nintendo Pals, where for as little as a dollar, a dollar a month, you can be a part of making this magic happen. Uh, and you can be a part of our Patreon PokeRap, which unfortunately since we're recording remote uh, this week, we don't have a Patreon PokeRap. So we'll just shout you out here. We have Nick Lenoy, Adorable Will. Monkey Thunder, Madison, aka Purple Riolu, Lava Plays, John Cummins, Third Strongest Mole, Cosmic, uh, Little Miss Seven. It's a test of our reading ability. Yeah. Really well. <laughs> yeah. How fast can you read? <laughs> Tim A. Tim A. Is that what I said last time? Yeah, I, I think like it forgot is. the A. <laughs> That I said, okay, I got Timothy confused. off, Mr. Timothy off, aka Neo Prime 33, aka Nintendo Dad number four, Seth Virgil, <laughs> aka two dollar hero. Oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> Liam, aka <laughs> LPD, LPD, <laughs> Ryan Reese, aka Rizzle, and then Schlim Tor, and we have Mute Dog the Gamer. Which I skipped one. <laughs> and Spider Shan. Spider Shan, who is here right now listening. Thanks, Spider Shan. We appreciate We appreciate you all. Thank you so much for your support. And we will talk to you in the next episode. Bye-bye. <laughs>